Triple eight nine seven one S A G E Triple eight nine seven one seven two four three Larry Elder ReliefFactory.com studio. So much to get to between now and the close of the program. Next hour, we will be talking with longtime Democratic lawmaker Dov Hyken about the disproportionate number of religious Jews in New York contracting and dying from the coronavirus. The media so concerned about the disproportionate number of blacks and browns contracting the coronavirus haven't seemed to express that kind of concern about the religious Jews who also have been afflicted by this virus in portions much larger than their numbers. Has the NBA apologized to Houston Rockets GM Daryl Morey? You remember? Daryl Morey is the one that put out the tweet, stand with Hong Kong. Protesters protesting against China. Got reamed. LeBron James said, sometimes people don't know what they're talking about. Sometimes people can be hurt. They don't know what they're talking about. Remember that? He had to apologize. Deleted the tweet. Has anybody apologized to him? Medical errors kill a quarter of a million people every single year, according to a Johns Hopkins study. I only cite that just so that we have some sort of perspective as to this coronavirus pandemic, serious as it is. But let's have some perspective. New poll shows that 60% support keeping the stay-at-home restrictions to fight the coronavirus. I told you, if government said... Okay, let's go back to business tomorrow. A large number of people would not go back to business because they are concerned about contracting the illness, which suggests that had the American people been apprised about this pandemic and told about how you contract it and told about how you can mitigate against it, very likely Americans would have done it on their own without the government compelling them to do so. 888-971-SAGE, 888-971-7243 is my number if you'd like to call in. Now couple of things before we get to the new polls showing the percentage of Americans who trust President Trump on the coronavirus versus the percentage of Americans who trust, say, I don't know, Joe Biden on the coronavirus. A couple of things. There's a professor named Ian Frazier, who's one of the world's leading vaccine inventors. He is in Australia. And he told the Australian News that it is possible that a coronavirus vaccine may never be developed. It's very difficult. The coronavirus, quote, doesn't get into you. It stays on the surface cells in your lungs. All the flu viruses get into you so the body can fight and make T cells. This virus doesn't kill the cells. It makes them sick. At the moment, we don't know how to make a coronavirus vaccine work. That is why there are 100 vaccines under testing using every conceivable approach, end of quote. I cite this only because we keep hearing from the CDC, from people like Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks, that a vaccine is within a year to 18 months away. Is it? Here's another article from the Times of Israel headline. No guarantee a coronavirus will be a coronavirus vaccine will be developed, says leading world expert. And his name is uh, uh, David Navarro, and he is a professor of global health at London, London's Imperial College. And he said, quote, some viruses are very, very difficult when it comes to vaccine development. So far, for the foreseeable future, we're going to have to find ways to go about our lives with this virus as a constant threat. That means isolating those who show signs of the disease and also their contacts. 
Older people will also have to be protected. In addition, hospital capacity for dealing with some cases will have to be insured. This is going to be the new normal for us all, end of quote. Now, 15% of pregnant women recently admitted to a specific New York hospital called New York Presbyterian Allen Hospital because they were they decided to test all the pregnant women about ready to give delivery. 15% of pregnant women recently admitted to that hospital to give birth had coronavirus. Nearly all of them did not have any symptoms. Here's another piece. A team of researchers in California found that the number of coronavirus cases in one county may actually be up to 85 times higher what health officials initially said. Stanford University-led researchers uh, in Santa Clara County uh, and using Facebook ads found that the population that had contracted the disease was anywhere from 2.49% to 4.16%, substantially higher than what the health officials said. Now, last week we talked about the different way Sweden was approaching all of this. Unlike the other Scandinavian countries, the Swedish government took the coronavirus very seriously and advised people on what to do to mitigate uh, the disease, about social distancing, about not leaving unless you had to do essential business and so forth. And for the most part, people complied. But uh, far fewer people were staying at home than were staying at home in some of the other Scandinavian countries. And to be sure, apparently more people in Sweden have contracted the disease in other places. But the jury still is out long term which strategy is going to be more effective. Now, this is an interview uh, with a top Swedish epidemiologist. He said, in the end, the countries that have locked down will likely have the same number of coronavirus cases and deaths uh, on a percentage basis than the countries that did not lock down. In other words, it's not going to make any difference. Here's what he said. So that you don't think that the severity of the, these intervening measures are going to make that much difference? No, I don't think so. I so, think, actually, should I tell you what I really think? I, I almost never do this. I think what we're seeing is a tsunami of a usually quite mild disease, which is sweeping over Europe, and some countries do this, and some countries do that, and some countries do, don't do that, and in the end there was very, very little difference. So when you say it's a usually quite mild disease, are, are you, what do you mean by that? That most people who get it will never even notice they were infected. So does that mean that you think the actual fatality rate of this disease is, is much lower than the numbers that have been talked about? Much, much lower. So do you have, uh, have you made any speculations as to what sort of um, zone the real fatality rate might be in? Uh, I think it will be like a severe influenza season, the same as uh, which would be a, on an order of 0.1% maybe. So that would suggest then for a country like the UK that has already had, is heading towards 20,000 deaths, that would suggest that millions, many millions of people have already had it. Yes. And you believe, is, do you think that is also true in Sweden then, that a, that a substantial percentage of the population has had it? Yep. I'm rather certain on that, actually. And when we get, we don't have the tests really yet. As you know, you, you have these two kinds, you know this, don't you? Two kinds of tests. Yeah. One, one that tells that you have it now, and another one that tells you that you had it at some point before, an immunity or serology test. And they are just being developed and they're just being employed 
I know I, from discussions with, with friends in the UK that you started last week with 3,500 such tests and you will go on with eight in one week and then it will be about 8,000 per week. And when you get tests that show if people that have the disease, you'll see that most of them never even dreamt they had it. But, but we don't have yet any effective antibody tests, I don't think. No. You're right, but it's coming. But it, you're confident that we will get those tests? I mean, they will. Oh, yes. That's a matter of time. And, and so what sort of percentage of the population do you think we will discover has had it once, once we get mass antibody testing in place? At least half. In the United Kingdom, or do you mean in Sweden as well? Both countries. So the whole sort of rationale for introducing these lockdowns across Europe that has created such a unbelievable side effects and, a, and pretty much stopped the whole world in its tracks, mm -hmm. um, you believe is a misguided policy. And do you, do you think it's doing more harm than good? Yes. This is Sweden's top epidemiologist. His name is John Greasy, G-I-G-E-S-E-K-E, G -I -E -E -E. and he says that he believes that in the end we're going to find out that roughly 50% of people in Sweden and in the UK, and I presume, presumably here, uh, had the disease. Most of them didn't even know it. Also, there were 200 residents sampled on the street in Chelsea, Massachusetts, randomly, 200 people. One-third tested positive for the antibodies linked to the coronavirus. One-third. All of this and more, I'm Larry Elder. Larry will be right back. Stay tuned. America, we have a country to save. And now, here's Larry Elder. The reason I called is, you know what word I want to hear to for all these governors and all you out there in uh, tax land? Impeach. Impeach the governors. Impeach. That's what we want. Impeach. If you can't get us to work, impeach everybody that doesn't uh, comply with us, the taxpayer. Impeach. Impeach the governors. Start with Kate Brown. Thank you. Bye. You have a very nice day. And to those guys that call you and uh, give you a bad time, thank you. Bye. <laughs> Hi, Larry. Good show. Hey, listen, I'm really depressed. Not only for this virus. I'm depressed because you got Americans like CNN, CNN sticking up for China. China's responsible for probably killing every loved one in America because of this virus. And they're on that TV sticking up for China over Trump's administration. In other words, they're sticking up for China over the Americans. That's no good, Larry. That's not right, buddy. That should be talked about and brought up and, and been brought to the address of every American what CNN is doing. 888-971-SAGE. 888-971-7243. I am Larry Elder. We are ReliefFactor.com studio. I've got great news for you. The documentary No Safe Spaces. It's available for online viewing. And it's only $19.99 for a viewing. And you can watch it as many times as you want between now and May 31st for $19.99. The DVD is also $19.99. The DVD plus a 
online viewing, just $29.99. Just go to nosafespaces.com and enter code discount code SAVE25 for 25% off. The movie stars Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla, of course. It received a 99% rating on RottenTomatoes.com. That's the highest rating for any film last year. Any film, not even limited to documentaries, any film whatsoever. It's all about the attack on free speech at college campuses and the desire for these student social justice warriors to have a safe space because, after all, they have to be shielded from ideas that they find offensive. NoSafeSpaces.com. Be sure and check it out. The president is conducting a task force right now. We're going to go to it in just a second. But I want to finish off the interview with the Swedish epidemiologist. He's the top epidemiologist in Sweden. And as you know, Sweden has not had uh, government-mandated lockdowns. They kept their economy open. They allowed people to determine whether or not on their own they wanted to uh, enact social distancing. They, they recommended it. And for the most part, people followed it. The Easter traffic, for example, was down 90% in Sweden compared to Easter traffic the year before. So they were doing it voluntarily. And this uh, epidemiologist in Sweden says, look, this stuff is out there already. At the end of the day, he says, we're going to find out that roughly 50% of the population in Sweden and in the UK contracted this, this, this virus already. And uh, according to uh, a sample of 200 residents just taken from the street in Chelsea, Massachusetts, here in this country, a third of the participants studied positive for the antibodies linked to the coronavirus, indicating that they had it and were asymptomatic. The Chelsea city manager called the results, quote, sobering, close quote. He said this, we've long thought that the reported numbers are vastly undercounted and what the actual infection is. These reported numbers are based on positive COVID-19 tests, and we are all aware that a very, very small percentage of people in Chelsea and everywhere are going to get tests. Still, it's kind of sobering that 30% of a random group of 200 people that are showing no symptoms are, in fact, infected. It's all the more reason for everyone to be practicing physical distancing, he said. But if a third of the people already had it, and this epidemiologist in Sweden says roughly 50% at the end of the day we're going to find out already had it. That means it spread far more quickly than we thought. And the lethality is far less than we thought. Now, he argues, the top Swedish epidemiologist, that uh, in the end, when we do our after-action report and look at countries that did lock down and countries that did not, he said we're going to find out that the results were not any different. I think so. On the whole... I mean, uh, if you listen, <laughs> what I'm saying is that people who will die a few months later are dying now, uh, and that's taking months from their lives. So that's maybe not nice. But um, comparing that to the effects of the lockdown, which may be, I mean, what am I most afraid of? It's the uh, dictatorial trends in Eastern Europe that... Orban is now dictator for Hungary forever. There's no finishing date. I think the same is popping up in other countries. It may pop up in, in more established democracies as well. I think the ramifications can be huge from this. We don't even start seeing them. So, so you think the correct policy from the start, just to get this clear, should have been to shield old and vulnerable groups there we failed. Sweden failed. We were not on our toes enough 
to really feed the old people. We should have banned visitors earlier. Uh, many of the people working in nursing homes are from other countries. They're uh, refugees or, or uh, asylum seekers in Sweden. Their Swedish may not be perfect. They may not always be understand the information that has been spread to the population. There are many things we could have done better a couple of weeks or a couple of months ago. As I mentioned, the president is conducting a coronavirus task force briefing. Uh, Dr. Burst is speaking right now. Let's go to it. Massachusetts and Chicago um, to really that our hearts go out to those cities as they continue to struggle with coronavirus and the consequences at the hospitalization to all the health care providers that are on the front lines. We wanted, um, so these are the, just an illustration of the different types of equipment that are out there, um, describing them both as low speed, but um, quick turnaround time, to high speed and taking three to four hours to actually run a hundred or more tests. And so the equipment ranged from all those different, and that's why there's 5,000 of them as noted um, by the president in this list. We wanted every governor and every state and health laboratory director to have a clear understanding of the full capacity within the state, both for the capacity but also where technical assistance and additional supplies may be available. And we were proud to put the federal labs on that list because the military and the VA have stepped up every step of the way to provide support both in testing and care. And we have many military members on the front lines, and I'm sure the military would offer their facilities to the governor of Maryland or any governor who wanted to utilize those to expand testing. So the next slide, I'm just going to run through them very quickly. So every governor not only received the Excel spreadsheet with the complete list of the equipment and the zip code of the location and the laboratory to really be able to create a mosaic of laboratories of the high speed and low speed. When we come back equipment. next hour, we will be speaking with longtime Democratic lawmaker Dov Hyken about the large number of religious Jews contracting the coronavirus. The media quite concerned about the number of blacks and browns contracting the coronavirus. No fly zone over the number of religious Jews who are contracting the coronavirus. And a new poll shows that only 36% of people say they trust President Trump when it comes to the coronavirus. Who do you think Joe Biden's numbers are? And it turns out that one of the signs in severe coronavirus disease is obesity. I'm Larry Elder. Don't leave All town. across America, The Larry Elder Show. To the sage, Larry Elder. Hi, Larry. I'm John. I'm calling from Reno, Nevada. I witnessed something tonight that is completely unique. It's very, it's very sinister in its own way. Um, all three of the local national broadcast stations, NBC, ABC, and CBS, as well as the PBS station that normally carries the president's address, were preempted by the local. Democratic Party here in town in Reno and there so that the president would have no uh, no channel or radio station could play any part of his message today they preempted it and they put on a repeating uh, meeting a, a repeated uh, town hall meeting that the governor had had a few days ago 
and it ran about 20 minutes, and they kept playing it over and over and over again. All three of the major national stations. 888-971-SAGE, 888-971-7243, Larry Elder, ReliefFactor.com studio. Mike Lindell is helping to manufacture face masks and is delivering them to hospitals all over the country. He's also offering fantastic discounts on all MyPillow products. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, check out this. Buy one, get one free on a variety of products, including the Supima my pillows, the Giza Dream Sheets, the My Pillow Towels, the Roll and Go Anywhere Pillows, the Duvet Covers, the Giza Pillowcases, the Bolster Pillows, the Neck Pillows. Plus, if you buy Mike Lindell's book, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, you're going to get free shipping and a $25 gift card. Just go to MyPillow.com, enter promo code Larry, or call 800-890-1843. Be sure you use promo code Larry, Dr. Burks of the Coronavirus Task Force is taking questions. Let's go to it now. Tomorrow, and it's our federal planning is not just for this instant. It's making sure that we meet the needs of this instance, but we're planning for 30 and 60 and 90 days ahead. I would just agree with Dr. Burks completely. Uh, we are ready right now to enter phase one, and we are ramping up all our capabilities across the board not just to achieve what's necessary for phase two, but 2x, 3x, 4x, so that we will be absolutely overprepared when the nation is ready to go into those phases. President Trump. And by the way, not everybody agrees that we have to do that much testing. We're going maximum. You understand, there are some people who don't want to do that much testing, uh, but we're going maximum. We're going to the outer limits. And I think that's the way probably it should be. Jeff, go ahead. Mr. President, to return to a topic that you opened the press conference with on oil, uh, U.S. crude futures today went below zero, went into negative territory. Went negative. Yeah. Like um, interest rates, they go negative. Does that make you want to see Saudi Arabia and Russia and OPEC Plus do more well, to it's reduce for supply? Much of it has to do with short sellers. Much of it has to do, if you look a month into the future, I think it's at 25 or $28 a barrel. So uh, a lot of people got caught. They got caught, and uh, there are a lot of people that are not too happy because they got caught. So if you take a look at it, you'll see it's more of a financial thing than an oil situation. But uh, because you take, I believe, in a month or so, in other words, go a little bit out, it's at 25 and $28 a barrel. So it's largely a financial squeeze, and they did get squeezed. Would you like to see, however, Saudi Arabia and other countries make more Well, cuts? we've already done that, where Saudi Arabia is cutting back, Russia is cutting back, uh, Mexico is cutting back, and the OPEC plus, they call it OPEC, plus additional states are cutting back. And, you know, the problem is nobody's driving a car anywhere in the world, essentially, 184 nations. Uh, factories are closed and businesses are closed. And so all of a sudden, uh, we had really a lot of energy to start off with, oil in particular, we had a lot. And then all of a sudden they lost 40, 50 percent of their market. So it just stopped. So uh, it's going to be uh, picking up and the energy business will be strong. But they cut back. It could be 20 million barrels, but it's, let's say, 15. And that was between Russia and Saudi Arabia. But this had to do with the squeeze. And it was a uh, very tough squeeze. A lot of people got more right now. Well, they're going to do more by the market, to be honest. Look, same thing over here. If the market is the way it is, people are going to slow it down or they're going to stop. That's going to be automatic. And that's happening. Yeah. Mr. President, I, on criminal justice reform and these SBA loans, I got a, an email earlier this morning from a fella in the Northwest who owns a supply business. 
and he has a felony on his record, nonviolent felony, in the past five years, which under SBA guidelines makes him ineligible for one of these PPP loans. So he has now had to let go 50 employees, many of whom are criminals trying to get back into society. I don't believe there's anything in the CARES Act that would restrict... If you give me the name of the company and his name, I'll have that checked out, John. When we come back, the president squared off against a CBS reporter who essentially accused him of dropping the ball. And he challenged her about the travel ban on China. And he asked her, when I imposed a travel ban, how many Americans had died of the coronavirus? The reporter did not have an answer. It was entertaining. I'm Larry Elder. Don't leave town. Show now at 888-971-SAGE. That's 888-971-7243. El Dorado's Let Larry Know What's On Your Mind. I'm beginning to sound like Reagan, Mr. Elder. Here we go again. Here you go again about the, about the, uh, the, the guy, this Doug, whatever his name is. I saw his thing on Facebook before I went to work this morning. And guess what? Just like you, Mr. Elder. Ninety percent of the comments under underneath what he posted that on Facebook about him supporting Trump, ninety percent of black people don't like the guy. Just like out of the thirty-five people that work here at my site, when I put on your show, they don't like you either. So I feel kind of bad if my own people didn't even halfway like me. But those that do know you don't like you around here, and those that don't know don't know you don't want to know you. So you have a nice evening, Mr. Elder, but I'll keep on listening to your show. And P.S., you have the best music bumps on any show on this station. 888-971-SAGE, 888-971-7243, Larry Elder, ReliefFactor.com studio. Can't get enough of me. Can't get enough of me. I give his life meaning. Behold my power. Now make me a sandwich. Trim the crust. 888-971-SAGE, 888-971-7243. I am Larry Elder. We are ReliefFactor.com studio. You know, we're living, of course, in unprecedented times. And I'd like to say thank you to the companies and to the advertisers that support the Larry Elder Show and the entire Salem media family. You know, by choosing to advertise on our show, these partners allow us to continue to provide critical news, opinion, and inspiration. We're talking about companies like Relief Factor, like MyPillow, like Job Creators Network, like the movie No Safe Spaces, Legacy Box, Car Shield, Honor Bound Coffee, Harry's, Life Lock, Balance of Nature, just to name a few. Thank you so much. And these, these are great companies, and they stand by us, support our mission and values. They support us. Please be sure to support them. We're all in this together. The president is conducting a coronavirus task force briefing. Let's go back to it. Uh, fully supports because we, you know, this is a good metric that you want to get about one positive for every 10 tests. Then you know you oversample. Second, um, and this is a really important part of the strategy, is because so many people are asymptomatic, there's no way that you can test enough people to, to pull one asymptomatic out of 
300 people in the population. So the strategy with Ambassador Burks offered, and you know, I talk to epidemiologists around the country, and they go, wow, I wish I would have thought of that, is to really focus on the vulnerable population where we know that the asymptomatic rate could be much higher than the rest of the population. And we are going to be focused, and this is what my office does in, during normal, normal times, focusing on the underserved populations, particularly in inner, inner cities and urban areas. They have a higher rate because overcrowding, they can't telework, uh, they're subject to a lot of comorbid conditions. Nursing homes, we all know about nursing homes, and there's both symptomatic and asymptomatic spread. And finally, some of our indigenous populations uh, in the Indian Health Service. So this is a very, very important layer that most of the models and people don't talk about because that's where we're going to pick up the asymptomatic carriage, and when you do that, that's when you focus on track and trace. So just a quick if we have enough tests right now for everyone to go into phase one, why is the governor of Maryland having to get half a million tests from South Korea? I don't know what the governor of Maryland is doing in South Korea, but there uh, is excess capacity every day. If he wanted to send 30 or 40,000 tests to LabCorp and Quest, that, that could be done. Uh, that could be done tomorrow. That they needed to start to, to t up their testing capacity and make it adequate. So I think had to I think we're seeing all across the country that in the states that have been hardest hit, uh, their capacity not only their capacity they're testing far far exceeds South Korea, and they've been able to do that on a relatively straightforward basis. I don't know what the governor of Maryland. We talked to him today. He didn't bring that up today. Uh, we were on the governor's call today. But you haven't spoken to him like personally on this. Uh, uh, we spoke to Governor Hogan today. I'll follow up because I heard there was an announcement uh, today about uh, that he had acquired some tests uh, from overseas. Maybe we could put the slide back up that showed uh, the number of facilities just in the state of Maryland. And part of our process, and I don't, I don't know when the governor placed the order uh, from South Korea, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't uh, begrudge him or his health officials for uh, ordering tests, but um, the, uh, the capacity of all the different um, laboratories and the number of machines that are across Maryland is part of what we were communicating today, including federal facilities. NIH is in Maryland. There's Department of Defense facilities. And uh, what we assured the governor then and we assured all the governors is that we'll open up all of those facilities. But, uh, John, back to your, your point. There was one other element of that that's the phase one testing, and uh, I, I, can't, I can't really describe it as well as uh, the doctors here, but it's the contact tracing piece. We really believe that states that meet the criteria of 14 days uh, of, of cases going down and proper hospital capacity, if they test people that have symptoms uh, and if they deploy resources to vulnerable populations, nursing homes and other designated vulnerable populations where we believe the threat of serious outcomes from the coronavirus is real. Then we also today inform the governors that we will be deploying uh, uh, CDC teams to every state and every territory in the country to assist them in contact tracing. Uh, Governor Jared Polis uh, raised a very good point about uh, the legislation the president is currently negotiating on Capitol Hill. He recommended that we make sure that the new bill that has some $25 billion in testing resources also cover contact tracing 
expenses by states. We assured him our administration strongly supports that. We communicated that to the Secretary of the Treasury and the rest of our negotiation team, and we'll be pursuing that. But we were able to tell every one of the governors that we will be deploying teams, we think of 10 or 12 uh, for a start, from CDC to reside in all of our states and territories to supervise and work with contractors and others to do the kind of contact tracing. So it's test people that don't feel well and may have the coronavirus, keep a careful eye and monitor your vulnerable populations, and when you come across a case, have a team on the ground that can do the immediate contact tracing and testing, and that's how we, that's how we restrain and contain the spread of the coronavirus during phase one, and frankly, it's the beginning of the structure for how we contain uh, the coronavirus going forward. And take a look at that map. When we come back next hour, we'll be speaking with longtime Democratic lawmaker Dov Hyken about why it is that American Jews are at such high risk for contracting and spreading the coronavirus. We talked about this uh, in connection with blacks and with browns, a community also disproportionately affected by the coronavirus. Why is it also so uh, with American Jews? We'll be talking about that later on. Also, we still don't know the origins of the coronavirus. Tom Cotton, senator from Oklahoma, speculated that it came out of a lab and he was ridiculed as a right-wing crackpot conspiracy theorist. They're not laughing anymore. The midnight train is whining low. I'm so lonesome I could cry. Welcome back to the Larry Elder Show. Hey, Larry, I'm calling about the China 19 laboratory virus. This whole thing that's going on is about as close as the Democrats can get to their total control their Green New Deal outlook. Americans have had a taste of it, and we hate it. So 100 years from now, when they report on this, the story's going to start out, once upon a time, there was a Democratic Party. We love you and so you, Larry. 888-971-SAGE, 888-971-7243, Larry Elder, ReliefFactor.com studio. You can try our podcast for just 99 cents for the first month. Just go to LarryElder.com. You'll see the Eldorado button. Click it on. You'll be able to hear the show whenever you want, whatever device you want, however many times that you want, without any commercial interruption because we take them out. LarryElder.com. And follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram. Next hour, we're going to talk to a longtime Democratic lawmaker named Dov Hyken about the fact that the Jewish community is disproportionately vulnerable to coronavirus, not just the religious Jewish community, because it turns out when you ask various groups, whether you're talking about Jews or Christians or Muslims, how many intimate associates do you have? It turns out Jews, whether religious or non-religious, are more likely to name far more associates and therefore are more likely to contract and spread the disease, or more likely to spread the disease when they contract it than other, uh, other groups. This explains the disproportionate number of Jews who have contracted and died from the coronavirus. We're going to talk to Dov Hyken about all of this next hour, 888-971-SAGE. We're going right back to the coronavirus task force, which is going on as now we, we speak. this great trade deal. Unfortunately, that was a f- number of months ago, and it's a great deal. They're paying 25% on $250 billion. They're, a lot of things are happening. They're going to have to purchase $250 billion worth of goods, including farm product, up to $50 billion. So a lot of good things are happening. But then what happened with China was the plague hit us, right? The plague. That was after. This was long after we signed the deal. The plague hit us. So I'm not happy about that. Okay. John, please. 
Uh, a question for Dr. Burks, if I could. A question on the on the virus itself. As it passes from patient to patient and mutates, over time, have you picked up any indication that it has become less virulent? Have you picked up any indication it has become more virulent? Yeah, that is an excellent question because we watch that all the time, particularly with RNA viruses, um, to really track um, its, its adaptation to humans. I mean, you're really asking, has this virus become more adapted to humans and more able to spread, or is it becoming less adapted? When we came back, Senator Cotton speculated that the virus might have come out of a lab. Nobody's laughing anymore. And Trump squared off with a CBS reporter who challenged him on his response to the coronavirus. He says, I shut down China. At that time, how many Americans had died from the disease? She didn't know. I'm Larry Elder. You're listening to The Larry Elder Show. you are, I'm so lonesome I could